0: Mike Van Dyke here. Welcome to Speak the Truth. During our last Made to Minister conference podcast, I was able to sit down with Pete Potluff. He is Salem Heights Groups and Missions pastor, and uh, we were able to sit down to have a really good conversation about his pastoral journey and how he's utilized and really seen biblical counseling impact their church's group life and how biblical counseling has really helped their pastoral staff with one another and towards one another. We were able to get pretty much to the end of the podcast, but while we were closing out, the worship team started rehearsing before their last worship set for the made to minister conference and unbeknownst to us, there was an amp in the corner of the room that we were in. So we got blown out really quickly and had to end abruptly. I had to leave it uh, in the podcast though, because it was very funny uh, and very random. Um, so yeah, had to leave it in. Didn't want to edit it out. So please enjoy this episode. I hope you're encouraged. Please email us at topics at speak with any questions you have, topics or issues you'd like us to discuss until our next episode, go and speak the truth. Welcome to speak the truth, a podcast devoted to giving biblical truth for educating, equipping and encouraging the individual and local church in counseling and discipleship. Hello, hello, hello. I am back in studio again. We're still in Salem, Oregon at the first Made to Minister Conference here at Salem Heights Church in Salem, Oregon. Uh, It has been a tremendous, 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 I can't emphasize tremendous enough, but it has been really uh, an honor and, and a privilege to be at this Made to Minister Conference. And I am the only one in the studio with our normal co host uh, but I've got a special guest. I'm gonna do a bonus episode here with Pete Potloff. Correct? Did I pronounce that correctly?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we'll okay. go with that. That sounds good. Okay.
0: How would <laughs> roll it off the tongue? Potloff. Potloff. I like yeah, you did much better.
1: You sounded more Russian, which is what it is. <laughs> so good job. It's
0: like I saw that so I intentionally tried to <laughs> Yeah. Uh anyway, Pete is the groups and missions pastor here at St. Heights Church. And um I had a, an opportunity today with some of the breakout sessions while they were going on. I Uh, was able to kind of hang back and meet some of the staff and meeting Pete and just um, hearing from him and his heart and just in his position and using biblical counseling and what does that look like uh, as it permeates uh, their body. And he had some awesome things to say. And so I just wanted to share it with our audience. And so Pete, man, just uh, give us a little background on, man, kind of how you got into ministry. I know we talked a little bit about that. You don't have to get into the full extent of that, but uh, just speak into that a little bit. And then man, just kind of what you're doing and how you've seen biblical counseling permeate yeah, groups and everything else. For
1: sure. Well, yeah, I think for me, my story starts back 20 years ago, attending a church with ministry aspirations and then having our pastor kind of uh, uh, serving alongside him. And, and at that point, he was with the Justin, youth yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We, we got a podcast.
1: Yeah. And so Justin was, uh, He's been. I mean, he's my pastor. He's been born into my life for about 20 years. But my road to uh, being on staff here took a long time because I was uh, serving in another ministry, parachurch church ministry, for a long time. And so, I get back on staff here about four and a half years ago. And, and since that point, it's been just a roller coaster ride. Like God has been growing me, changing the way I viewed even what a pastor does. Yeah. I think you know when I got ministry training a long time ago in Bible school, it was I had kind of a view of what pastors do. They they preach. And Where'd you go? Uh, it's called Corbin University now. I'll give a little shout out. I'll, I'll put him in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, back then it was Western Baptist College, so uh, which is here in Salem. So that's how I kind of came to Salem State cool. and pretty Salem. convenient. Yeah, it was <laughs> it's right there. And uh, just you know, thinking that preaching or being a pastor was about preaching and right. and it's so much more. And so I've had just an amazing um, opportunity to come on a, a, an established staff with a great senior pastor who really uh, pours into me and. Uh, is giving me every opportunity to grow as a shepherd and just teach me what that is. And so I'm um, super thankful to be here. And so, uh, yeah, about a year, just under a year ago, they uh, asked me to kind of adjust my role a little bit. Yeah. And so.
0: Keep you on your toes.
1: Keep me on my toes. Yeah, yeah. they're giving me a taste in every area of ministry. <laughs> Give you a
0: taste. Yeah. The taste like Taste <laughs> yeah. to the glory.
1: Before I can really settle into something, they're like, hey, go try this too. But it's been awesome, actually. I I, I kind of enjoy there's an excitement to that. All right, let's mm. see what this is about and how does, how does God meet people in this area. So overseeing groups, missions, uh, working with our college age, which is a blast. that kind of keeps me connected with students, which yeah. is my passion, uh, yeah. at least my background. And uh, But yeah, biblical counseling. So when we got here four years ago, this is when uh, Pastor Carl and Laura were just just thinking about Made to Minister. And I was what they called the beta version of Equip to Counsel. So this is before... <laughs> yeah. Like before it was really polished. So they kind of pulled yeah. a bunch of the staff in yeah. and they said, Hey, take this class, give us feedback. So it was him like a
0: pilot. huh? Yeah.
1: Laura, Emily, this was like their first time really teaching through it. And so my wife and I both took it and uh, we actually kind of went in reverse order from that time. You know, uh, we typically at that point, they were saying self-confrontation, then equipped to counsel. Nah,
0: now I see. Now I understand the context of the book that I saw. Yeah, on shelves. yeah. Right.
1: So we kind of did it backwards. We just yeah. jumped right into equipped to counsel and then we, both went back kind of independently with different people. Um, my wife did it with some ladies in women's discipleship, self-confrontation, that is. And, but ever since then, like, I think for me, when I speak to, like, growing a shepherd's heart, yeah. like, that, those tools were so helpful for a, a new guy in ministry on how to... I mean, I know the Bible. I've been formally trained, working on seminary classes, been in ministry for a long time. Um, but how do you apply it to specifically, not just counseling such, but basically the hurts of man? I mean, just we believe that the word of God is sufficient. It's all encompassing. We can go to it. It's timeless. Yeah. And yet sometimes that, that certain verse, what is the right verse for uh, a couple that comes to you and says, you know, we're struggling. What's the right verse for a parent who comes to you and says, Hey, can you talk to my son or daughter because mm-hmm. we're dealing with this? And so I mean, we have all that information. I just loved how it kind of uh, put it into a systematic or put it into a resource where we could go. I mean, that's how I kind of look at the the materials that, um, that's why I keep them in my, my reference library. Yeah. Just like, hey, if I need to, if I'm having an appointment, it's been a while since I've kind of touched on this. Going to that and kind of listening to, um, here are some of the scriptures. Let it prime my heart, and then I let the spirit of God kind of direct me as I meet with folks and getting into more counseling here on staff. You know what? What I learned too is when I joined the staff a few years mm-hmm. ago, just because I'm on staff now doesn't mean that people are going to actually ask or come and want to actually look for <laughs> right. me as counselor. Right. Right. And so. Um, it's now that I've been about four and a half years, where um, I think just through observation, seeing me here, seeing me serving, um, I think that's a that's an important process for a pastor um, to come in and be able to earn the trust of the sheep. Yeah. Then they actually know that you care about them, and they they believe that you're going to point them to God's word. So that's increasing for me. Yeah, so no, that's cool. So that's how kind of I've been, you know, looking at biblical counseling in my own life and how it's actually grown me as a shepherd. Grown me. Um, it was a great way to start off. Like I would really encourage. Um, I'm not sure how many Bible seminary degrees, Bible college degrees really focus on biblical counseling. But if I were now, if I were a lead pastor and I was bringing in an associate or a youth pastor, someone to my staff, in addition to trying to learn their strengths, so I can manage my staff and know the pieces I have. I would, I mean, I would, I would almost require them to go through some kind of biblical counseling training to equip them to be able to take that on so that they don't go, well, I'm just here to teach, not to counsel.
0: Yeah. And that kind of, that's good, man. That kind of goes back. I want to kind of connect that to a couple of things here. So when you came on, uh, Justin, how you, I mean, you were referring to him pouring into you, Yeah. you know I mean? That's, you know, it's discipling, right? And so uh, w- within that, what I find really interesting, and this is uh, an encouragement and or admonishment, uh, depending on the listener, but <laughs> if you're a pastor out there and you're, and you're not pouring into those uh, who are on staff who may be younger, who don't really have the uh, the ministerial experience um, to, you know, to, to learn that because kind of like to our conversation earlier, not to reveal a lot of what we were talking about, but just contextually what yeah. how it's like you can't just read a book and feel like you got it figured out. Right. Right. I mean, it's okay. The The books help provide some context for the nature and scope of what we're getting into, but it doesn't make you a master of it. Um, and the beautiful thing about what Justin uh, had done with you, which you, you obviously were all about um, is that's the beautiful thing about ministry. It's not, that's the difference between ministry and going to school to get educated, to know information, to apply it to a particular extent. hmm this is completely different because we're talking about, you know, doctrine is important, obviously, and that's uh, that's usually, well, that's pretty much the main reason why people go to seminaries to get educated, you know, theologically speaking. But the unfortunate reality with that is at the, you know, going to get theologically trained, it's usually at the expense of the relationship to apply it. And so the mm-hmm. beautiful thing about bringing that in the context of the church and what you're kind of speaking to in the context of biblical counseling is now now that we're, it's like we can do seminary in the church. We don't have to go to seminary. we can do seminary. We can yeah. uh, we can provide the relational context so it's a real-time experience for and as I'm learning these theological truths, I have three or four relationships I, I I can immediately apply this into.
1: yeah and if if a pastor wanted to kind of go Yoda on them, <laughs> yeah. what they would do is not even tell them necessarily what they're trying to train them to yeah. do. But say, hey, I want you to take this class. I want you to, I want you to go through equip to counsel. I want you to work on this, not really giving them why, and just see how they respond, because <laughs> it's so, because it's so true that we th- with the the knowledge you get, the theological knowledge and the training, maybe how to, you know, whether it's hermeneutics, homiletics, all the different practices to the mm-hmm. craft of it, it's such a small part. And I mean, Justin, I was telling you this. Justin did that to me twenty years ago. Like, I was. I was really doing well in all my classes. And even in my preaching, I was getting pretty positive feedback. So naturally, young and, and dumb, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm getting a pretty big head about myself. And so here I come. I'm
0: so, i so, I know my theology. Here bro. I come, watch out. You <laughs> yeah.
1: know, I think I jokingly said like the second coming of Spurgeon, right? Yeah. yeah. And I go and I, I show up and I ask Justin, hey, I need to do an internship for school. He said, sure, come on in. So I'm thinking he's going to start working me into the teaching schedule. And he, no, he puts me on ball closet duty. Go clean that out. <laughs> yeah. Go. And, Cause what was he doing? If you're called to be a shepherd, you, I want to see you serve the people. Do you have a heart for the people? And I think it's when you start working through some of these biblical counseling concepts. Number one, you have to do business with, with it yourself. That's kind of the self confrontation yeah. model. But two, it's you, you begin to understand, um, develops that compassion that we see Christ has, you know, it keeps yeah. speaking that he would see and he felt compassion. And I think that's not just a, a narrative, you know, little kind of add in there. I think he, that God is revealing to us that he sees, he cares. And that's what he calls all of us, whether we're mm-hmm. pastors or just attenders, you know, part, part of the congregation we're all called. And you know, here at our church, we believe we're all made to minister. So,
0: yeah, the beautiful thing about that and even mentioning Jesus is when he, you know, you look at the gospel narratives, whether you're reading Matthew or Mark, uh, Mark seems to fast track all narrative uh, with the disciples and just kind of gets to the task and the point and the work of Christ. But the beautiful thing is, is when you look at how he interacts with the disciples, the disciples sat under. So when he was teaching, they sat underneath his teaching, and then they then the disciples just went and did life with him, and then he taught them along the way mm-hmm. the application of what he was teaching everybody else. Right, and then in a short period of time, then they began to do the work of the ministry. I mean, so. It literally You, if you kind of like look at the synoptics of the gospels and you look at like the, you don't really see them getting and doing teaching ministry until the spirit's in them and they man they understand the kingdom and 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 the reality of what they're doing it's the work of the ministry before it's the teaching of the ministry yeah you, you have, i don't know if you've ever it's no, kind to- like
1: 100 totally i totally agree and i think I, i'm in a unique situation where I joined a, a church that wasn't in a rebuild. I wasn't. Yeah. I, I'm. It was a healthy church. Established, very and, well established. And I'm really thankful for just because I don't. I hear from some of my buddies who are in other churches that, you know, you know, we we talk shop, right? So yeah, yeah. We're real with each other. We were kind of real with each yeah, other earlier, yeah. but like, um, I I know that what I have here with a senior pastor who really is making time for me and and is developing me to be a, a pastor, a shepherd, to fulfill the calling is not always the case. You know, sometimes you're like, Hey, come on in, help take this off my plate, but we got to kind of both keep our heads down and just yeah, go. Yeah. I'm really thankful for that. So, um, but I, I, I totally agree with what your admonishment was earlier that, yeah. Hey, pastors, this is a really important way to invest in your staff.
0: Yeah, that's good. Um, so just, uh, just to kind of wrap up here, cause we got to get going to this plenary session, but, right. uh, um, uh, just man, in closing, um, and as you're beginning to look at groups and just the experience that you went through in yeah. biblical counseling, um, and I think we riffed a little, a uh, little bit about it earlier when we were talking, um, how, how do you see, I mean, obviously you may not necessarily have them become, you know, biblical counselors, but yeah. in terms of, uh, obviously we, um, in one of the sessions, by this by this time, this session will have come out. But uh, are this podcast that we did with uh, with uh, Emily and Laura Laura on uh, the journey, the book. Yeah. Um, is that something that you guys use with your with your group leaders and just kind of going through that pathway from just understanding? Like you said, like the inward reality, the vertical reality, that self confrontation, but then just how I do business and totally. horizontally with everybody. Is yeah. That-
1: so the journey book actually was—it's kind of—it's awesome title, but journey. There was a journey to the completion of that book, and it started oh, yeah. with
0: yeah. They shared that yeah.
1: Our discipleship um, workshop we did, and then that led into a sermon series, and so yeah, we have had small groups go through it. I, I lead college age here as well, so we went through it with our college age uh, students last year. And so I think the biggest takeaway that we've seen is it's really helped everybody in our church begin to grow in awareness of the people that they're um, serving alongside. And as when they when they come to church, they participate in a discipleship class, they participate in a small group, they participate in service. We're coming not just as with a cons- as the consumer mentality. Like in our fundamentals class, which is kind of like our newcomers class, mm-hmm. we talk about like you're one of us by your participation. So there's a difference between a consumer and a participator. And so it's the awareness of people, but then also going and it's not it doesn't require you to be a formal certified biblical counselor. It just means you're ready to minister to each other by taking them to the Word of God, listening so I think it's really just shown everyone that it's brought it down and made it, made it common enough mm-hmm. that any follower of Christ filled with the Holy Spirit in a Bible-teaching, Bible-believing church can be used by God to minister to the person sitting next to you in the seat, in the auditorium. And uh, I think in doing that, what it's done is I wouldn't say it's lessened the amount of counseling our pastoral staff's doing or our biblical counseling programs doing. But it's
0: being hap- I mean it's it's being handled at the at the at, I mean at the lay level.
1: Totally. We have yeah. way more of that just peer to peer, admonishing, exhorting, really living out the First Thessalonians five fourteen. Totally. Yeah. And so I I'm really excited to continue to see that. And no matter what the topic is in our groups, I want all of our people to have a, a biblical counseling mindset, which is when I come to group, it's not just to be taught or to participate in kind of a conversation but really being aware of other people seeing who's in need and being that person who at that point can bear each other's burdens
0: yeah that's that's it man that's that's awesome so um so lastly um w- would you would you say I mean, obviously you just pretty much sum that up um but just the reality the implication of just doing it over the last couple of years just because I think it's a beautiful reality, you know, where you've got newcomers coming into your church and they're immediately seeing the, the the face value of biblical counseling at the at the lay level, even though they they they're probably not hearing it as biblical counseling, but you're seeing the work of it. Yeah, does that make sense? Totally. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I think uh, any church you visit, any church you go to, you want it you don't want it to be a genuine feeling of life, vibrancy, mm-hmm. and I believe that. Um, because our people are really walking in the Lord, they're growing in their understanding of how God's word applies to the hurts and the in the heart. I think when you come in, um, I'm thankful that there's a spirit here, a vibrancy that's, you, people kind man, that's different. And I think it's it's the spirit of God that's being lived out amongst our people as they care for one another. So super thankful to be a part of this church. I'm getting ministered to by this church, which is always great because, um, you know, I'm I'm part of this church. I'm not just leading it.
0: Yeah, that's well, in closing I, I'd say that's that's another encouragement slash admonishment uh to, to to our pastoral uh listeners because it I mean obviously at this level when you're on staff at a church, man, it's very easy to isolate. Yeah. Because you don't want to reveal much or you're always questioning what you know, what's the ought am I am I revealing? Am I real revealing too much or not enough? Or so the answer is always isolation. And I just I put on this professional uh, ministerial approach to everything, which is really I'm not sharing a lot. So being in a context to where as as like as you said, being on staff and and leading to minister, but I'm also being ministered to, and that's when you know you have a healthy strong church is when your lay people, your sheep. When the shepherd is not feeling well or having a rough day that the sheep because they've been fed well, that they can come in alongside and lift up and, and encourage and edify the, the shepherd.
1: Yeah, and it's when you folk when you kind of bring it into a, a biblical counseling model, it's not made from a place of trying to reprimand or admonish the pastor. It's really to just lift them up and to say, Hey, we, we love you, we care for you and uh Yeah, we just wanna let you know that.
0: So, yeah, that's good. And so if if you're a pastor out there and you don't have anybody in your life. um, So if
1: you
0: if you don't have anybody in your life. You need to get somebody in your life. And we are like, they just got some real time feedback on there. It is. We're riffing right now in closing. We'll see you later. Next time.